Hey guys, thank you for joining me for another episode. Okay, so today's episode is titled, When a Setback Becomes a Setup. Now, chances are you have dealt with or faced setbacks in your life, and depending on your outlook, uh, the outcomes probably vary. Maybe you faced a setback and your outlook was one of anger, frustration, pride. Why me? My life sucks. If I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. What did I do to deserve this? That was me. It felt like I couldn't catch a break. And if I wasn't screwing it up on my own, bad luck was hunting me down. At times, it seemed like my whole life was a setback. Then when my family and I moved to Virginia, it felt like I had no purpose anymore. And I didn't know what I was what I was doing anymore. I truly felt like setback was my middle name. So what changed? Did God bless me with untold riches, remove me from those circumstances that plagued me, open doors that I had been trying to kick in? Nope, not at all. So what changed? The answer, me. I changed. God changed my perspective. He changed my outlook on everything so that I could see the setup and not the setback. The problem was not my situation. It was my outlook on my situation. Romans 8.28 reminds us, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. Two things to pay attention here, pay attention to here, and that is the first part, for those who love God. I can say I love God, but do I live like I love God? Saying it and living it are very different. Ask yourself, is your life an expression of that love, or are you just telling yourself that you love Him? The other thing mentioned here is the phrase called according to his purpose. For me, things do not things did not work out when I pursued things that God had not called me to. God has a specific purpose for each of us, and everything we do is either working toward that purpose or it is distracting us from that purpose. When our life becomes an expression of love for God and we pursue that which he has called us to, we can know with unquestionable certainty that no matter what happens, God will work it out for our good in the end. I would say that the difference between setback and setup is simply perspective. That is why some people see problems where others see opportunity. If we look at things with a worldly or human perspective, we will likely see a setback when hard times hit. But when we have a God perspective, we realize that it is in fact a set up, a set up for God to bless your life, show you favor, and do what only he can do. You might be asking yourself, what does that mean, what only he can do? Well, that is our focus today, and I know that there is just, I know just the guy to help us out with that. This guy definitely knows how to take a setback and let God turn it into a set up. He understood that his outlook would determine his outcome. Who is this guy, you might ask? Well, none other than Joseph himself, the man that faced multiple setbacks, according to the world at least, and let God turn it into one of the greatest comebacks of all time, going from servant to second in all of Egypt. Joseph deals with three setbacks involving three familiar feelings, betrayal, false accusations, and being forgotten by someone that you helped in their time of need. Joseph is betrayed by his own brothers and sold into slavery where he ends up a servant in Potiphar's house. 
Potiphar was an Egyptian and was the captain of Pharaoh's guard. In Genesis 39, 3, it says, His master, talking about Potiphar, his master saw that the Lord was with him, talking about Joseph, and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. And this caused Joseph to find favor in the eyes of Potiphar because Potiphar recognized that God was with Joseph and he was being blessed, talking about Potiphar, was being blessed because of Joseph. So what does Potiphar do? He puts Joseph in charge of everything he has. Sounds like a pretty smart guy. Then Joseph is next, you know, Joseph is falsely accused by Potiphar's wife because Joseph refused to sleep with her multiple times. So what does she do? She accuses Joseph of trying to force her force himself on her and tells everybody that she had to scream for help and Joseph ran off. This causes Joseph to be thrown into prison. But Joseph, like before, the Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph. Genesis 39.21 says, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So what does the prison keeper do? He puts Joseph in charge of the prison, of course. Again, a smart guy. If someone is highly favored by God and everything they touch is blessed and succeeds, why would you not put everything in their hands? It seems like everybody that tries to hold Joseph down or tries to um, you know, hurt him, God turns it around for good. And everyone that seems to be in a position over Joseph finds himself being blessed by Joseph because God is with him. So, as we continue, while Joseph was in prison, he shows kindness to the Pharaoh's cupbearer, who was also in prison at the time. Joseph interprets a dream for the cupbearer and has only one request. In Genesis forty fourteen, he says to the cupbearer, But when all goes well for you, remember that I was with you. Please show kindness to me by mentioning me to the Pharaoh and help me get out of prison. But what does the cupbearer do when he gets out? Verse 23 tells us, it says, Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Joseph was left in prison for two more years. I mean, can you can you imagine, like, if there's anybody that deserves to have a bad attitude due to their circumstances, it's this guy, but he doesn't. You know, he remains true to God. He, rem- he, he keeps that positive outlook. He believes that God is in control and God will see him through. And so, you know, he was left in prison for two more years until one day a Pharaoh has a dream that nobody can interpret. So after two years, the cupbearer finally remembers Joseph and tells the Pharaoh that there is a man in his prison that can interpret dreams. And Pharaoh has Joseph brought before him. Joseph goes on to interpret the dreams, but he makes sure the Pharaoh understands that it is not he that can do this. It is God who reveals the meaning of the dreams. God uses Joseph because he always points others to God. He, and he makes sure he always gives God the glory and the credit that is, that is owed to him. You know, look at what Pharaoh says to Joseph in Genesis forty-one thirty-eight. 
He says, and he said to them, can we find anyone like this, a man who has God's spirit in him? Even Pharaoh, who is not a believer in God, recognizes and sees God's favor in Joseph's life. Pharaoh ends up putting Joseph in charge of all of Egypt, second only to him. Three times Joseph deals with a setback, and each time God is with him and shows him favor and shows favor to him. And each time he finds favor with the person over him because they recognize that God was with him and everything he touched was blessed. They recognized that having Joseph around was an asset because having Joseph around meant that they were being blessed too. So each time Joseph faced a setback, God blessed him and he was put in charge of everything. Joseph loved God and sought to honor God and keep his ways no matter what. Joseph never forgot who ordered his steps and God used Joseph to save a nation and all of his family, even the ones who sold him into slavery. So what can we learn from Joseph? Number one, don't let your circumstances determine your outlook. I know that's easier said than done. But remember that God is in control and he will make sh- He will always see you through. And everything he does has a purpose and it all works out for the good of those who love him as long as you keep him first. Number two, seek to honor God in all that you do no matter where you are. No matter if you like that job or hate that job, or you just you want to find another job, or your boss has given you more work than, than you want to do, just wherever you are at, that, at, at this time, seek to honor God in, in every area. And in all that you do, do it with excellence, that it may bring honor to God. And then number three, put Him first, and He will raise you up in, in His time. And it will be much farther than you could ever go on your own. Remember, Joseph started out as Potiphar's servant, but he ended up being placed above Potiphar. Like I said before, when God is with you, he will bless your life like only he can. That is such a powerful thing to realize that Joseph started out as a servant, a slave in Potiphar's house, and he ended up being placed over Potiphar and over everybody in Egypt except the Pharaoh. I mean, that is a promotion that only guy could manage to could put, could pull off. And it's all because Joseph put God first and he kept God's ways and he sought to, to honor God and he loved God and he lived a life that was an example of that love. Now, a setback is just a setup for God to show out in your life. I will close with just one more thing. This is something that Pastor Bill Purvis would always say, and it rings so true with this message and and with the life of Joseph. It says, if you do what you can with what you have where you are, God won't leave you where you are, and he will increase what you have. That is certainly true in Joseph's life, and I believe it will be true in your life as well. Thank you, God, for all that you do. Thank you, God, for how no matter what setback we face, no matter what storm we go through, you promise to always be with us. Lord, your your word constantly 
tells us over and over again that you will never let us face those storms alone. If we seek you and put you first and we seek to honor you in all that we do, God, you promise that you will be with us like Joseph. Every time he had a setback, every time someone tried to knock him down, it says that you were with him and you showed him favor and steadfast love. And because his attitude and his outlook was good and he sought to honor you and put you first, you blessed him and and made him so highly favored that whoever was around him, whoever had positions over him, they were blessed too. And they saw, even they, people who did not believe in you, they still were able to see that you were with him. God, I want each of us to have a love for you that's so strong, a desire to put you first that is so strong that no matter what setback we face, we see it as, okay, God, this is an opportunity for you to show out. God, I believe in you no matter what or my circumstances show, no matter how grim it may look, no matter how bad it may be, that you are with me and you will see me through, God. And no matter what, let my faith shine in a way that others can see that you are with me and that that I am highly favored by you. God, I pray that you would go before us today and just order our steps, Lord. Prepare the way for us that we might be an example to those around us and that we might live a life that just displays a love for you. And God, I pray that your favor would be on us, on us so much that it spills over into the lives of those around us. I pray, God, that as we go forward today, we would be a living testimony of your love and your grace. God, all this we ask in your name. In your name. Amen.